Tribe. Welcome to the Black Woman Reborn podcast special series, The Eternal Revolution of Black Love. We are your hosts, Shara, Shakina, and Jessica. In this series for this season, we are unpacking what Black love is, why it is so important to our community, and ways to show up as our full and best selves in all of our relationships. This will be quite the journey, Tribe, and we have a lot to cover. So, let's jump in. Well, hello, Tribe. Welcome to the internal revolution of Black love. I'm Jessica. As always, I have my ladies here with me, Shara. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, have Shakina here. Hey, Jess. Hey, Trump. And today we have some very, very, very special guests. We decided to incorporate some gentlemen within our conversation. So I am going to get into introducing them in just a minute. I have Adam here, Jackie, and Sean. Hey, guys. What's up, everybody? Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? What's up? Good, good. How are you all feeling today? Talkative. <laughs> oh, bring it on, bring it on. We have a lot to talk about. So we're we're gonna get into the background of these fellas, but before we do that, I just wanna talk to the tribe just for a minute about if you've hopefully you've been catching every single episode, but in case you haven't, we've been on a journey the last four episodes really exploring ourselves and black love because Shakina and I and Sara learned a long time ago, or maybe not so long ago, that the whole black love journey to us starts within ourselves. So we knew that when we started this black love series, we could not do it without talking about ourselves first and getting to the core of that. So actually we haven't even really dived into the relationship stuff. That's coming next season. So stay tuned. This was all about self-work. We've had therapists on our show. We've talked about triggers and traumas. We've talked about our inner work and what we need to do to better ourselves, to get ourselves ready for y'all or continue in the relationships we're in and be the best version of ourselves in our Black love. That all being said, I mean, we definitely want to hear from you fellas. We are anxious and excited, and I'm sure our tribe is, to hear about what Black love means to you. So, I mean, you know, just throw it out there. Whoever's ready to just... Talk about what black love means to you. Well, I'm going to be brief because I'm the one that I speak that much. Sean, he's the one that's going to elaborate the most. <laughs> no. but my definition of black love, uh, I think black love is, if you want to get in a uh, biblical sense, look at the structure. You look at God, man, family, right? So not particularly in that order. If you have those three components and you keep those traditions or is with that, God, man, family, I think that's black love to me. And that's all. And I'm out. <laughs> I, I can I can dig it. I would say uh, black love is takes an effort. Black love is something that has to be consistently adjusted. It has to be consistently progressed forward because being African American in this country, the finish line is always moved for us. So when you talk about relationships, you have to almost run it like a business. Black love is definitely benefits to it. If it's done right, but if it's specific to the relationship that you guys are talking about, I think Black love has to give back to the individuals and not just the grand scheme of what's popular in pop culture when it comes to relationships. Can you get Sean? So explain to me what you mean by that. I think with what's popular. I think with what's popular, it's the only thing, but they show a lot of back and forth fighting in relationships. If you look at a lot of the movies, it's out, a lot of the sitcoms, a lot of the uh, reality shows, it's consistent fighting. It's consistent cheating. It's consistent scandal. 
but they don't show, and I know it's out there, they don't show the good families, the families that don't have the scandal, the family that don't have all the cheating. It's not a balance of what they show us what Black love really is. I know you have certain shows, I think Oprah Own has one, that it just talks about a lot of the celebrity relationships and what they actually been through. Because a lot of times, relationships are not about, a lot of times, the shiny stuff. It's about what y'all weather together. It's about what have we survived. That's what makes a relationship strong. It's not what I can buy you. It's what have we survived together. And I didn't leave you, you ain't leaving me. That's what I think Black love is. It's the actual understanding of we did this together. We endured. Not we purchased. We endured. It's the difference. So that's just my little tidbit of what Black love is. Okay. Yeah. You know, we our tribe wants to hear from Jackie, so we're going to Jackie. <laughs> These men are already getting so deep already, so go ahead, Jackie. Black love to me is the origin. Like I said, it's about stuff, this proclivity and being able to really grasp, you know, where you are. Like I said, your journey, what you're willing to do, your non-negotiables. Like I said, be that person, I'll be that you know, just be that person. I was going to say entity, but we're not entities. You be that person that you are asking for. Be willing to sacrifice and be willing to endure and be able to really understand the temporary inconvenience from permanent changes because a lot of times we're asking for, oh, I want this, I want this, I want this. And like I said before, the cameras came on. We are not in a position to want because we haven't healed from whatever um, has come present from our past and their triggers and there's things that happens. So for me, like I said, love is origin, understanding self, understanding what you want, what you need, what you're not willing to do, what you're not willing to give, but also have an understanding of accountability, being present, and then really understanding you know, who you are and what you want from your relationship, but you can't ask anything from your relationship if you're not willing to give. And that, to me, like I said, that's like love origin. And we were from, they say we're the first people. So we learned that from a very young age. So that's my two cents. Wow. I don't even know where to go. Like, I'm processing everything you just said. I mean, that's a lot, really. It was yeah. a lot. Okay. <laughs> it was a lot. The first part about, well, not really the first part, but when he went into talking about we are the first people, whether other cultures and nationalities, races want to agree with that. We are. And I think that we yeah. need to live in that more and understand. And I think when we regain that power to know that we gave life to everybody else, that's going to be a game changer for our community and for our love and how we love ourselves, how we love our community and the people around us. And I also think it helps with us understanding how powerful Black love actually is. Like if we really uphold the standards. And I think that it's interesting that some people, you know, when they define Black love, it's more in a traditional sense. Like Adam, you talked about God, man, family. You know, some people may disagree with that, but <laughs> that's why we have this conversation is what is all of our definitions. However, no matter what, I think that we all as Black people, as a melanated people, as people from the Africa, need to get back to what is the root of, you know, all of that matter is love. We were always big tribal people. That's part of the reason why we call our, listen to our podcast, The Tribe, right? It, it really is deeply connected to who we are. We're always big in community. So if we get back to what it means for us to love in a sense of what it means based on our history and where we come from, 
I think we we are going to get to a good place. So what is black love for you guys? For the ladies? Look, we're all sitting. <laughs> I think because we've <laughs> talked about it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I think go ahead, Jess. No, go ahead, Shakina. So for me, I want to start off and just say a shout out to all of our LGBTQIA plus um, tribe members that are listening. Happy Pride Month from Black Woman Reborn. We love you. Um, You are supported through this platform coming from your sister and love and a member of this community. We want you guys to know that the ones that don't feel love during this time, during this month, especially from our community, that you can depend on Black Woman Reborn to support you. So if you have any questions or you need help, please inbox us, whether that's on our Facebook or through our IG. And also on our website, we would love to hear from you, correspond, connect you with anybody or um, any organizations that can also help you. Um, so that's my little plug for tonight as far as LGBT and Pride Month. Again, just saying to those that don't feel loved this month, you are loved, you are supported, and you are somebody. But as far as Black love to me, it goes way beyond just the partnership of a relationship with your significant other. The mother and father bond from the very beginning just feeling supported and connected by a group of people that you know without a shadow of a doubt that they love you, they care for you, that they're going to support you when you're down, when you're up, even when you go through certain things, whether it's negative, financial struggles, you are still supported by a group of individuals that will carry you into your next season when you're down. So for me, just that's a little snippet of what I feel like love from a Black perspective is. Yeah, thank you, Shakina. And thank you for bringing that up, too, with Pride Month. Uh, I definitely wanted to touch base about that. And maybe we can, you know, share something later on that, because I definitely think that's important. But going into what I think Black love is, it's a lot of what you gentlemen brought up earlier when you were sharing your definition. I think it's a combination of supporting loyalty, friendship, trust, and I think really sticking in unconditionally. Because I think with this society, as Sean was talking about, I think a lot of times it's easy to give up with the type of society we're in. So to me, Black love is, you know, sticking in through thick and thin and just getting through unconditionally. And I think that's a big part. And knowing yourself and also being open and willing to explore therapy. We've talked a lot about that in our series, but I have to kind of plug that because I think we all need to be open to therapy, not that it's the cure-all, but it definitely makes a big difference. And I think in my experience, not bashing males, this is just a reality. My experience and my girls' experience is a lot of Black males still are not open or a lot of Black men are still not open to therapy. And I think that's a huge part of healing and black love and being able to have successful. So what, why do you think that? Why do you think that? My understanding is when I talk to them, I get things like, oh, I don't believe that works. It's not going to help me. I can do my own self work. Okay. So the stereotype is that black families don't believe in therapy. I think that still holds true a bit, but we've evolved a lot. So right. I don't know. Sometimes if they just don't want to be vulnerable, that's what I'm thinking. I'm 
I'm thinking like sometimes black men are just like, I, I can solve everything on my own. Well, I'll say this <laughs> in one personal experience, and I'm not going to go into intricate details, but I think a lot of black men, they opt out of counseling because the person that gave them the triggers, there's probably somebody close to them in the family. And what happens is, I think a lot of our triggers, a lot of our relationships, just our hangups, they come from early childhood trauma. The trust. Somebody took your trust from you. Somebody you trusted took your trust from you. And what happens is it pushes you away from love. It's like, I just had twins, right? And my girl tell me, stop holding the babies on your chest. I'm like, but they go to sleep. She was like, because you're going to spoil them. And I had to tell her, it's a child. It should be one to be spoiled with love. That's why it goes to sleep. And as we have these emotional events as children amongst people that we trust, once we get into the world, that ring of love, it gets further and further back. That's why love is so sought after, like it's rare. And it's actually not. But we have to understand a lot of counseling has to start with the family. So if when I meet you and you say, I need counseling, it's like, no, my whole family needs counseling. I got to get straight with them. Then I can say, you know what? Now I understand where you're coming from. So, and I'm a guy, I wasn't a proponent for counseling until I went and I understood how it helped. I understood how it progressed me and how I understood that a lot of my actions as an adult male had everything to do with my childhood. What I felt love was, what I thought love was in protection. And how I protected myself as a man. So a lot of people, they're afraid of counseling because the one thing counseling is going to do is going to make you be accountable. It's going to make you accountable. And hurt. I mean, you're going to go through some pain. Uh, yeah, yeah. It hurts. But sometimes you have to understand hurt comes with progression forward. Just because you don't like the way it feels, that doesn't mean it's not good for you. Exactly. <laughs> That's the one thing. Just because it's not to your liking, that doesn't mean it's not good for you. Exactly. Well, congratulations, Sean, as well. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. My first kids. Girls, boys, both. A boy and a girl. Oh, first. my God. Yes. See, you got it. Yeah, they're seven days old. You got it. <laughs> yes. Yes. You got it. Yes. Over with in a two for one. <laughs> one shot. One. <laughs> Traps. We won. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's it. Shara, we want to hear from you because the gentlemen haven't heard about She's what your quiet definition over is. You know, I think the conversation is already so rich and I'm just enjoying to hear the male perspective because a lot of times we do prioritize uplifting the Black woman's perspective. So it's always nice to have the men come on. And it's almost like a theme, Shakina, because our finale from last season, that's when we finally brought in a male, right? So this <laughs> series finale to bring in the men, I think is befitting. But to me, I'm just going to simply put it this way. I think Black love is revolutionary. And I think that because we have so much up against us and the structure of our family throughout history, that in order to be in a space now where we are celebrating being in love, marrying despite what statistics they put out there about Black people not getting married, men being faithful despite the you know social media saying it's cool to cheat and be unfaithful and it's okay, despite everything that we have up against us, whether it's media representation or our own internal issues, we still out there loving, we're still out there caring, we're still out there reshaping what the Black family looks like, just simply put, I think Black love is revolutionary. And I think that we are on the brink in this generation of something special. And I love seeing Black men and women just love on each other. And just to shout out Shakina, who did say she put a plug in for the LGBTQIA community, 
I think that's a huge part of Black love in our community that we need to recognize. And it needs to be less of plugging it in and just being part of the normal course of our conversations. Sorry, I mean, I couldn't agree more with everything you just said. I love that you incorporated that word that we always use, evolution. To me, that's life. Like, if you're not evolving, then what are you living for? I know you got to get on to the next question, but the question is, we say Black love, right? First of all, what is Black love? And how do we distinct that from the actual term love? Or is it a distinction? Because a lot of people, they put the two together versus, okay, what makes this so distinct from this particular love? The difference with Black love, Mm -hmm. see, Caucasian love, they always had the house. There was the mother, there was the father, the slave owner, the kids. Black love was a house with people thrown in it from all type of different families and they made it work. We didn't care where your kid was from, what slave owner you came from. They put us all in one house. That's black love. We're going to make it work. You're not my child, but you're a child in this house. I got to raise you. Like a village. That's like a village. 100%. Oh yeah, 100%. That's the difference. We didn't have structure in the beginning. They, they always had structure. We had to consistently create structure, whether it was diet, education, hygiene, whatever it was. We had to create it. Come on, I love that diet part, right? Black love is how we cook. Black love is so yeah, It's everything. It's everything. To add to what Sean said, I think we're one of the most forgiving people. Forgiving yes. races, oh, yeah. period. Yeah. You see, so when you're forgiving, great. That's what we're taught. We're taught mercy. We're taught, oh, you know, second chances. But we got away from the understanding of our own ability to make decisions. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that make sense? Right. So when you get away from that, we forgot really what community was. We forgot what unity was. If you think about the, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to go back that far, but if you go back to the 60s, the 70s, right? Right. The, the 50s, we seen unification. Right. We seen communication. We seen organization. admiration, organization. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so in doing that, as he stated, if you go back to the slaves, mm-hmm. we were the only people that endured the most pain besides, I would say the Jews, you know, they can say that, but endure the most pain still to this day. Right. And we still find the strength to forgive. That's heavy. Mm-hmm. In forgiving, you have to understand that most people don't even know why they're forgiving. That's just a principle that we've been taught. We've been taught to forgive. Not knowing why. Not knowing all because of this, because of this. No, it's forgive them. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Just go ahead and forgive. Just yeah. forget about it. Pray for them. That's what we've taught. So, save your prayers. The reason why I say that because what I want to go back to back black love because forgiveness. We can forgive everybody else but ourselves. That's one. Self, and we can't forgive our mate. We can forgive everybody else. I forget what movies this was. Uh, I think it was, uh, I was looking at this document, uh, Baldwin, uh, James Baldwin. James, James Baldwin. Baldwin. It was back in the 70s. It was talking about, and it was speaking about love. And she was like, lie to me when you come home. Because you lie to everybody else. Why well, you just can't lie to me? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was, um, the, uh, the and author. that was, that was that a real, Nikki Giovanni. Giovanni, that's right. And that's, that's a real statement. It's like, you lie to everybody else around. Right. But when you come home, you give me, you yeah, give me hell. good stuff. Give me the good news. Right. She said lie to me. So you lie to me crackers every day. But when you come home to me, you got to give me X, Y, Z. So I have a question. So that's so what I mean by black love. It's so funny. I wrote this down. How can you prepare for successes and failure knowing mm-hmm. that you don't like who you are? 
so I'm glad you say that, Jackie, because us and our tribe, we talk about self-love all the time. Really, that's been the theme throughout our series, because like we said, it's all sorts of self. Correct. So all of this is really going back to self-love. Correct. And how we feel about ourselves Correct. is how we're going to project to others. And what do we do if we don't self-love? And we've talked about that on our show. We've actually come up because we're all about, of course, progressing and solutions. So we don't just talk about the problems. We talk about how are we going to love ourselves better. We are on this perpetual journey of trying to figure out who we are, whether that's individually as Black men and women or as a community. And I think that's one of the things that plagues us. A lot of times people are like, oh, well, I feel like we should be further along as a community. But I, I feel like there's a lot of internal stuff that goes on intra-personally and interpersonally amongst us that really impedes that. And for me, I think that, you know, if we do look at the statistics that are very real, you know, I don't think that it's just all-encompassing, but I think they're real and it's something to look at. When you look at, you know, the amount of marriages versus the amount of divorce in the Black community, those are things that we need to pay attention to. And I think part of it is because we jump into relationships and we don't take that time to get to know ourselves. When you said, you know, how does that relate to success and failure? A lot of people don't even know what that means, what success means to you in a relationship. Me as an individual, as a woman, how do I feel successful as a woman, as a single mother of two girls, as a girlfriend, you know, who's in a relationship? What does that mean? How do I define success? And people don't take that time out to define what that means for them. And I think that's part of the problem. We need to define what is success. What is a successful relationship for Black people with ourselves and with each other? I think that differentiates from yeah. everybody. It's so different. Like, yeah, if you look at the households, like Dwayne Wade made a comment last week on his Instagram. He said that a woman should lead the house. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, everybody was giving him flack. That's your house. That's yeah. your relationship. That's your understanding. That's your mate's understanding. That's all that matters. As Sean stated, we get so caught up in societal needs, yeah. societal things that want to be like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. Because like I said, when we were growing up, we thought that going to college, buying a house, have a white picket fence, have a family, have a dog. American dream. That's the American dream. They lie. They complete time. They lie. So for me, it's you formulate your feeling, your understanding, your accountability under your roof. You govern yourselves and how you figure and what's the best for you and how to be loved, what love you want to give and um, the respect that's going to be mutual. So I have a question for the ladies. What was this question last time the fellas got together? Who in your history of your life taught you how to be a great woman to a great man? Mm. <laughs> I'm watching Shara. So tribe, you can't see Shara, but she's over here snapping and shaking her head and I'm thinking the same. I, 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 and I pose that question because we do a lot of talking about relationships, but if nobody is giving us specific instructions, when you go on a job, you got 90 days on the job training. Nobody tells us, nobody tells little young black boys how to be monogamous with one woman, how to raise children, how to be faithful, how to run a household, how to prioritize, how to be flexible. When you have kids, your life will change. They don't tell us this. We have to find it out, like literally. So now you're looking at us like our parents used to tell us, figure it out. And it's like, well, this is my figuring it out. When we're arguing, because really, I don't know. Nobody taught me how to do this. 
Nobody said that. Yeah, no, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know you was on. I didn't know you felt like I didn't know <laughs> that as a man, me buying you stuff and me giving you good sex don't give you security in a relationship. I, I didn't know that. I, I had I had no idea. So now when you really, really do research, and I'm gonna tell you what I did. I had to go back to all of my exes and I had to get a critique. Was I a good boyfriend? 90% of them said, hell no, you were horrible. To all of them? All of them. But you know what I did? I got a pen and a paper. Tell me what I need to improve on at that time of my life. Because you, you have to go to a prerequisite. You have to, people have to tell you where you need to like go read some literature or you need to grow in. Now, we have all of these bad relationships, but after relationships and the problems, are getting repetitive and you're going just the same issue, well, I don't think that's a relationship problem. You just found that relationship habit you have. It's not a problem. You found your habit. That's comfort. Yes. Over here taking yeah. us to a <laughs> yeah. You found your habit when you have the same exact problems. That's not a problem. You have found a habit. That's the, that's the difference when you say, I want a successful relationship. Well, okay, who's the benchmark? How are we taught to be with the person? of the opposite sex and be friends with them first to understand it don't have to go my way, but you have to care for them. Even when you don't, you might don't like them today, you still got to care for them. I think we've had no teaching on it. I think we had one, but we don't know the inside of it. I think Michelle Obama helped a lot of women, a lot of black women. Or as I'm not saying what goes on inside, outside, inside the house, but what, what she exemplifies outside, how she's a woman that leads her family, her husband was the president, how she still had, she still was a mother to her kids and still was being positive in the black community. I think that hope that she that she uh, gave to the people, I think they help a lot of black women in general. Because not a lot of black girls looking at a benchmark, like you said, I could be the president and I could still be a white. The versus only, saying I could be a businesswoman and I don't need a man. The only difference, they're looking at Michelle Obama already married, mm-hmm. already with kids, already to have a degree. Right, right, right. Tell that woman that this 23 is a sophomore in college and got a C average and don't know where she's doing. She has and no there, clue. There has to be some in between. Yeah, you, you that's why. Yes. 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 Looking at her mama struggle through relationship with relationship. And yes. Mama. You know what I'm saying? There has to be some in between. So I really love that question. I was yep. snapping and going crazy because I've sat here and I thought that to myself. Like now that, you know, and the ladies know that I'm, I'm in a relationship that I was in before after three years so it's like after you know all this self-love journey i thought i was in and i'm like yeah i'm here whoever come to me next they're gonna get the best shot they can get oh they better be ready because as soon as i got in this relationship all that went out the door and it felt like what work did i do right because like you said you get triggered and you're healing and everything you've been through has been tested so it's like i have to now think like I have to go deeper. <laughs> Everything that you said, I have to dig deeper. And that's one of the questions that I ask myself. Shar, where have you learned your habits from, right? I follow Tony Robbins. I do a lot of motivational stuff. And one of the things he says is that you cannot change as a person if you don't change your habits. Correct. And a lot of people don't change because they refuse to change their habits. So it's like, for me, what is what is habitual for me in my relationship? You know, and for me, we talked about this. I overthink. I overthink myself right into thinking that you're cheating on me and we're breaking up and, you know, your car's on fire. And now I got a car. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
Black love to call her. She, she, she had a trigger. She had a trigger. So, <laughs> look, so look, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Okay, I chose violence today. Okay. Wow. Can I ask you this? I, I want to be misdirected. Oh my god. Why did you go? Why did you go back? I went back because because same thing. In retrospect, I realized that the first time me and this gentleman dated, I was the problem. Okay. No, he was ultimately the problem that ended the, the breakup, but I had a lot of issues. So I knew that, right? And I, I called myself working on myself for the past three years. When he asked to try again a couple of months ago, after thinking about it, I was just like, okay, I think I'm ready. You know, I think I'm ready. Whether it was him or anybody else, I like was intentionally single, celibate, all that for three years. And, okay. you know, thinking that I was ready and prepared. And then I got into a relationship. And it's triggers started happening all right. over again, right? One word. <laughs> one word, one thing through it all. You see what I'm saying? And, and it's crazy because testing. We say we're testing. Who's the instructor? Who's the student? Now, if we're following, per se, I want to get into religion. A lot of people <laughs> on religion. We focus on religion because those are the so-called principles that we were brought up on. So who's the teacher? as the instructor and who's a student because as they say God doesn't test you they say that they say God does not test you so once again going back to what you just said Shower all I can explain and all I would like to share is change your words because your words bring the validation if you're being tested your words bring along that has like you said those triggers those things whatever that's encompassing the anger, the angst, the hold on to, because we're waiting to be tested. The test is only two things that happen. Pass or fail. That's it. That's it. There is no in-between. There is no in-between. So if you fail, what do you do after that? You go over it again. And if you pass, what are you gaining? New level of understanding. Not necessarily true. A new level of understanding. That's not necessarily true. Because if you pass... Mm -hmm. That can only be for that day. We battle daily. Okay. Daily. It's a battle in finding what you're happy, how you're happy, why you're happy. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So in this particular testing, if everybody in here has taken tests, right? You've taken the ACT, the SAT, we've been in school, failed at the test and how do you feel? You got to take it over though. You're miserable. Well, yeah, but you still got prepared. You're not going to stop. That's a lie. Well, some people do. And that's what I'm saying. So mm. the word tested is so prevalent and it's so, to me, triggered. Okay. Because we hinge a lot of our successes mm. and our gains and our positivity okay. and our growth and our maturation on testing. Right. So we're being right. tested. Right. And that's the truth. And that's how I feel about that. So for me to you, I congratulate you on your relationship. But just try to get the best to, as you're being tested, Make sure you're the orator of your test. I agree. I agree. And I think, you know, even you, Adam, you brought in another word in relation to that is how, how well we prepare for it, right? So if I already have done the inner work and I already know that, then I should prepare myself for those moments. And what does that look like for me? Wow. What a great discussion that we're having with these brothers from the Culturally Distinct Podcast. If you have been enjoying this discussion that we've been having, this is only part one. Okay? so. Be back for part two of this series finale 
of the Black Love Series that we've been conducting all season long. We are your hosts, Shara, Jessica, and Shakina. Hope to see you back for part two. For this episode, like, comment, and share this podcast episode on whatever platform you are listening from. Are you on social media? Let's keep the conversation going, tribe. We are at The Black Woman Reborn on IG and Facebook. Don't forget, we upload the Black Love Series episode every second Sunday of each month. We also upload the Black Woman Reborn's podcast episodes every first and third Friday of each month. See you at the next tribe meeting.